know what time it is. That time. That time. It's time for another Audio Files podcast, a podcast for everyday producers by everyday producers. I remember to say it this time. Good thing. Um, we're the Audio Files podcast, man. You could find us on social media at the Audio Files podcast, um, specifically for Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud. That's at the Audio Files podcast. For Twitter, it's TAFPod, T-A-F-P-O-double-D. Hit us up. Drop us a line. Do they still say that? Drop us a line? Maybe I'm old that, now. <laughs> yeah, that's an old school term, but I think it still works. I think it still works. Throw throw us a mention. <laughs> yeah, give us some. Throw us a mention. <laughs> that's the new drop in the line. Throw us a mention. Anyway, yeah. I'm Rashad Peters with my co-host Dustin Brookshire. Yeah, we have a, a lovely, lovely podcast planned for you today. Um, lovely. We were talking earlier about it, though. Did you want to? Did you want to mention it again? No, let's. Yeah, Your we're mishap. just gonna let that. My mishap with my monitor. It, it was catastrophic failure. Mm. I'm working with. I'm working with cheetah stripes in my monitor at this point uh, from scratches that were self inflicted. It's a bummer. <laughs> just wait until after the Super Bowl to buy a new one. Because that's right. Yeah. Actually, it's probably cheaper at this point uh, to get it before the Super Bowl. But yeah, if if, if I oh, hit yeah. one of them super, if I hit one of them Super Bowl pools that I'm in, hopefully that'll uh, help me in my cause, my fun to pay for a new monitor at this point. Who do you like this year, man? Who, who's your pick? Uh, I don't like either team, but I do hope the Falcons beat the Patriots. Oh, that's right. You're a, you're a Georgia yeah. guy now. So uh, you, no, no, I I do not do not ever say that. Do not ever ever <laughs> utter that mention that I am a Georgia guy. Um, I am leaving Georgia as soon as possible. But yeah, no, I I I'm just I'm I'm not a Patriots fan anymore. Mm. Like I'm I don't I don't I hate to sound like a hater, but I'm sick of seeing them in the Super Bowl. Like it just seems like I they've agree. been a staple in the Super Bowl for like a decade now. And um, I get it. Tom Brady's good, and um, yeah, Bill Belichick is good also potentially a cheater maybe which i know it might piss some people off but shit. sorry and shit whatever yeah um yeah it, it would be cool to see the falcons win you know this the city doesn't get a lot of championships and the braves aren't in line braves. to get it yeah they're mm. not in line well they only got one back in 95 so mm. they've been uh they've been in a drought ever since then so if the falcons could come up on a super bowl i think uh It'd be a good look for the city. This city will go nuts, though. I think if if they win a, a Super Bowl, the bandwagon has gotten really full the last two weeks out here. So, <laughs> uh, don't you love that? Once a team yeah. gets good, everybody the jerseys come out. Here oh, come yeah, the jerseys. There's, there's dudes selling bootleg shirts on every corner right now. Oh well, at least you guys are. Uh, well, you guys, at least they're in the 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 shit now. You know, it's been a long time since Atlanta, the Falcons had been in the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm excited. I think that it's going to be a better game than what people are thinking. I feel oh, like I think it's going to be a great game. Fuck yeah! I, I think I think it's going to be exciting as all hell to watch. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the game. It's going to be good. Yep. Anyway, sports talk is over. Um, mm. Yeah, this is a special show, you guys. Uh, this is our last audio only show. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, this has been like a long time coming. Um, not that we always kind of saw ourselves going over to YouTube as some sort of like video show, but, um, we had been discussing it for a while now and it's finally starting. It's like almost all the way together. So yep. <laughs> yeah, this is, we're, our, we're getting there. Yeah. We're, this is our last one. So, you know, our new show is, I feel like going to be way more entertaining. Um, it will be 
like I said, a video show. So we're not quite sure about how we're going to handle if we're going to do an audio only version of it. Um, meaning we'll just like bounce out the audio part of our show, but we'll see, like, you know, hopefully we still can, but if it's too much work, then you might just have to catch it on YouTube. Um, the audio files on YouTube, by the way, uh, check us out. Um, yeah, yeah, man. But we do have like a traditional show set up for you here. Uh, it's pretty light on the news today though. There's only like one, one story for each software and hardware. The uh, Nam hysteria has died down. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has. <laughs> or it just was I, like I was looking at a lot of stories that came out of Nam. There was a lot of cool stuff that came out of Nam. Like, yeah, I saw a controller that you can use in Pro Tools that kind of looks like an arcade controller. I forgot the name of it. I didn't write about it, or uh, excuse me, I didn't like cover it, research it. Um, yeah, I just saw a video on it and it looked pretty cool. But other than there wasn't like a lot of dope stuff that people wrote up you know nothing caught my eye too much um but moving right along uh we do like i said have some software news today this comes from music radar this is a a propeller head reason story which you don't get too often which (laughs) yeah right not not too many that are uh, ultra exciting anyways yeah right yeah i mean like i don't know if this one's exciting either but yeah. it is super interesting. Um, they are releasing a free update for all Reason 9 users. Um, yep. And it is basic, it basically looks like they're just kind of beefing up the developer sort of uh, permissions for rack extensions. They're going to um, let them uh, incorporate sample loading uh, and sampling and customizable switchable panels, widgets, and tabs. If yep. you use Reason, that might mean something to you, uh, seeing as uh, none of us use Reason. Um, yeah. I'm not quite sure how big of a deal that is, but like it caught my eye just because um, they had been the rack extension thing is something that they've really been hanging on to, and I, I'm just I'm shocked at the fact that they haven't really embraced the like third party scene yet. Like you would think they would kind of catch the wave by now yeah i mean the video that i watched when they like first dropped rack extensions and they were first really hyping them up was like the developers at propeller heads were pretty much like you know we do this because we want to keep everything in house and make sure that you know the software is as efficient as possible and i think it it definitely succeeds at doing that. I mean, I haven't used Reason since Reason 7, I believe, was the version that I had. Mm. Um, and, I mean, I definitely didn't have as any hiccups with it. Like, there was never problems with stuff not loading. You know, if you threw a rack extension in there, um, it worked as it was designed to. So, like, I think in that aspect, yeah, definitely. They're doing a really great job of that. Um They've also kind of pigeonholed themselves, though, Mm. because, like, they don't have a lot of other developers that are willing to go out and not only design, you know, a VST AU fucking AAX at this point. Yeah. And a rack extension at this point, like, especially since there's only one software at this point that will use rack extensions. Yeah. Right. Like, they never really licensed that technology out to any other DAWs uh, either, Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, like, why would you ever kind of incorporate rack extensions into your current DAW if it already supports VSTs and AUs and AAX? Um, The, I guess, uh, Andrew Best, CEO of Blamesoft, a rack extension developer. I've never, or Blamsoft, sorry. 
Um, I've never really heard of Blamsoft. I, I couldn't really tell you what they use, but he seems really pumped about it, saying the new sample loading feature in the SDK 2.5 version allows for an entirely new breed of instruments and effects not yet seen in the platform. So, you know, yeah. the developers are excited about it. Uh, it can't be all bad. So No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I mean, re- I, I, like I said, like, I, I def- there's definitely still, like, a special place in my heart for a reason. Like, mm. I just using serum and using massive and using battery as much as I have at this point, like I can't see myself going in and being like, Oh, let me learn reason again and use Kong and, you know, NNXT and shit like that. But like, it is intriguing to me that they're finally incorporating sample loading in there and what that actually means for the instruments that are in reason. Um, like I would be interesting. I would be interested in maybe just checking it out, seeing seeing what it does, um, you know. And, and it's it's definitely a step in the right direction for them at this point. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think reason is definitely it's hanging on, man. Like there's a lot of stuff going on in the in the doll world recently, and they're still right there. And you know, like yeah. And I mean, to be honest, some of their soft sense are still like way up there in my list of soft sense, like. Um, subtractor was always pretty solid maelstrom of course is always solid all of those sorts of uh like you know subtractive synthesizers they're all top of the top notch as far as soft synths go and you can only get them in reason which you know kind of you know it it makes them relevant so definitely uh check that out if you have reason nine like i said it is a free update so um, yeah. you can find more on Propellerhead software website. Uh, yeah, moving right along. We're going to keep this one nice and tight. You guys, we're going to, since this is our last one, I, I, ha- I feel like pressure that it has to be really good as yes. far <laughs> sharp. Like how far have we come from our first one? Um, so far, no major hiccups besides mm-hmm. the one that we won't talk about. So that's right. Yeah. Moving right that along. which shall not be named. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving right along in the news. What do we got? Uh, hardware news. So yeah. this was interesting just based on the names that were involved here. It's a Pioneer plus Dave Smith um, hardware synthesizer. Yeah. Really interesting, man. Um, it's, it's a compact, like super compact synthesizer with no physical keys, um, which is concerning. It's called the... Torize, is that how you say it? I guess that's how you would say it. Torize yeah. AS1 synthesizer. Right. Um, yeah, man, it's it's interesting just because Pioneer is traditionally like DJ equipment sort of, you know, like they don't make many, I don't know if they've made any synthesizers like standalone. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think so either. Yeah, so this, like to have their name attached to a synthesizer I felt like was pretty big news. Um, it yeah. is a monophonic synthesizer. Um, I won't read everything here from the Synthtopia article that I found this in, but uh, the basics of it, um, they basically kind of modeled the Pro One. Uh, it's it's slated as a modern day Pro One. If you know anything about that, it's a that's like a monophonic. It's it's famous for like uh, heavy synth basses, um, and the the thing is i was listening to the demo man it sounds fat it sounds really warm i mean it's a it's an analog synthesizer or 
I don't know if it's analog. It looks like it's digital. It says it's analog. It, it says it's analog? Okay. Yeah, monophonic analog synthesizer. Yeah. Yeah, so it's an analog synthesizer that is super, super portable. Like, it, it just, it's not, it's not something, like I said, it's not something with physical keys. So, you know, it looks like they have, I don't know how many keys this is, five... 10 there's like it's like it's a like 12 key 12. Yeah. yeah it's like an it's an octave it's an octave but it's like like a vinyl a vinyl panel that has uh spots for where the white and black keys would be yeah. i don't know how playable that'll be but you know you're pre you're basically just going to be making bass lines on this thing anyway so it's not like you're going to be hitting any crazy chords on this um, right did you get a chance to listen to the demo at all uh, I did not. I didn't get to check out the demo. Um, I I will say that like this Dave Smith and Pioneer like combo seems to be really ramping it up because they came out with that sampling workstation not too long ago mm. um, that looked kind of dope. Um, and now coming out with this, um, I, I'm really not mad at it. Um, you know, I'd, I definitely would want a hands on and, and get get involved with it um, to see what the sound is like. But I mean, I've always been a big, you take me back to my, my car audio days and I was always a pioneer guy. That was always the, that was always the head, uh, head unit I had in my car. So mm. de definitely been a big fan of pioneer. And, uh, when I got into pro audio, Dave Smith was definitely one of the first ones that I checked out. What was the, uh, what was the little yellow box that they had? It was like, Oh, the Morpho. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the mor the Morpho's dope, and a lot. I'm I'm reading the comments right now. I guess uh, a lot of people are liking it to to that liking likening it to that. There you go. There there I, you go. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's like I said, it's exciting news just based on the fact that Pioneer and Dave Smith, two like real heavy hitters in the audio world, in the pro audio world, are linking up. Yeah. And from the sounds of it, it sounds like it's a quality ass product. It does come with effects as well that you can tweak. I see a couple of cutoffs here. You have some um, envelope shaping. Uh, super, super basic. Not a lot yeah. of not a lot of functions on the unit itself. But yeah, I was actually just playing the demo in the background, and it it sounds pretty gnarly, dude. Right. Um, not not terrible at all. I do see an ARP button here too, and an onboard clock, which is nice. Um, yeah. I don't know how much. I guess you you could still use that ARP function pretty good. Um, obviously. Oh, and it seems like there's a sequencer as well. I didn't even notice that. There's a little. Oh yeah, there is. Sure enough. Yeah. So, man. Yeah. Now that I keep looking, now that I'm actually studying this thing a little bit heavier. Um, yeah. It's looking pretty solid. I mean, like you definitely should at least if you see the opportunity to play with one, uh, yep. definitely get your hands on it because it looks pretty dope. Yep, and four ninety nine is not a bad price point for an analog synthesizer. <laughs> it's it's definitely right there with it to compete with all the other four ninety nine and three ninety nine synthesizers. Super competitive. So yep. Um. Yeah, man. That's gonna do it for news. Yeah. Uh, yeah pretty much like unless you guys really want to hear this audio only show again that might be our last news story so yeah death death of the news it's almost a, i almost want to cry a little bit but man not, I, I, not don't really. cry don't cry we're, we're moving on to bigger and better things this uh this ohm studio thing is going to be exciting though we've been working the kinks out in the ohm studio uh 
system, I guess. Um, yeah. And, and there are some kinks, but like I think that's to be expected with any DAW that you get into. Um, it, but it's been fun. It's been fun to learn a, a super functional yet super simple kind of DAW. Yeah, man. I mean, Ohm Studio, I feel like is it might be one of the most slept on uh, music tools of the past couple years. You know, and it's sad to see, like, I've been in the forums uh, for the Ohm Studio, like, not technical support. It's, they, they have a forum on their website to where the Ohm Studio users actually go and, like, post bugs or, you know, just talk to see, like, how they can get more support. And right. um, some of the guys from Ohm are in there as moderators, obviously. And they say it's not dead, but it it's definitely not doing, it's not their top priority you know, and I feel like a technology that allows you to create with someone in real time over the internet, it should have way more traction at this point. Yeah, way it more. really should. It well, really should. And it like that collaborative feature of it um, is definitely nice. But yeah, I'm with you. Like I, I was checking out their YouTube page looking for stuff and I think it's been a few years since they have done any updates on there. So, yeah, like the perception of it seems that it's dead, but that doesn't make the functionality dead. Like this thing is still way functional. It's de- Yeah, it's definitely still a very powerful tool. And it was nice to see on the forums that people are still kind of paying attention to this, you know, and yeah. that the developers are as well. Like they, they're definitely it's definitely not dead. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's not heavily supported just because of all the other things that I guess they have going on, but uh, they are definitely still paying attention. So if there is a, like a big resurgence in, you know, interest for Ohm, I'm sure I'm yep. sure that they will pay attention um, just based on on how active they've been in the forums and how they've they it, they want this thing to work man like and i don't blame them it's it's dope it's really good i it's it's it was amazing to sit in there and uh, like the first time i think we tried to go through it uh like i think you one of us pulled up a vst that the other one didn't have and like there was some hiccups as far as trying you know like freeze the tracks and trying to get the information to sync but it was amazing to me when we pulled up synths that and virtual instruments that we both had and the ability that after I laid a line in or you laid a line in, that it showed up right there. I could see your patch that you had pulled up because I had that particular piece of software. And, like, the MIDI was real time right there. So, yeah, like, that part of it was super, like, I was super impressed by that when, when we started messing around with instruments that we both had. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, like, just think about, like, how dope it was when you first opened a google doc with your friend in the same document if you've ever done that you know like that cloud-based sort of like document sharing how it's how you're just kind of like what oh you're you're editing that that sentence i wrote right now or like you know you're adding something to this document and i'm literally not doing anything like take that feeling and put it into your daw to where like someone could just like oh yeah that bridge you know would probably sound better right here or like, oh, I just laid this line, this MIDI line. Oh, I think it might sound better with the, you know, C C three instead of C five, and they could just move it. You don't have yep. to do shit, and you're just sitting there. It's crazy. Like, I mean, uh, with that being said, you know, there are like some bugs that we found that we'll we'll kind of just mention. Um, 
let me open this here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the there are some bugs that kind of make it a pain, you know. But it's sort of like it's like one of those. It's so cool. Like I'll deal with the bugs, you know. Yeah. It has so much potential. Like I'll I'll deal with it. They yeah, are. You just kind of you uh, just kind of work through it. Yeah. Um. So one of the ones that I noticed was that sometimes when you try and close out of a VST. Um, it'll stay open, but it won't, it, the image of the, the GUI will stay open, but you won't like be able to affect it anyway. You can't like move it around. It'll just kind of stay on your screen. Um, yeah. and the only fix that I really found for that is just to close out of ohm itself and then reenter and then it usually resets. Yeah. Um, which isn't the worst thing. Go ahead, please. No, as I was gonna say, because the the auto save function on right. it makes it so that if you have to quit out of Um Studio, um, it's not like, oh god, am I gonna lose all my progress? No, because it it auto saves for you. So when you quit out of there, your your work is automatically saved. So yeah, um, that was one of the things. The other thing I noticed with the VSTs too, sometimes is like when you would click them to pull them up, ex to expand them and explore them, um, like they just wouldn't show up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 it just like wouldn't respond to you at all like uh you want me to do what uh, yeah 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 i mean uh that was like the vst gui kind of staying after i tried to close it was was the biggest one for me and that really only happened with expand like i yeah. didn't i never really got that with anything else um so and it kind of seemed to happen more like when i tried to change a patch or something like that it'll it would just kind of freeze up the the gui itself would freeze up but uh yeah. like i said just close out get back into it it take it takes you know maybe a minute on well at least on my machine it takes me like a minute to get back in um but it wasn't like i'd never want to use this software again this is bullshit you know nope. um so yeah that that was one uh i know that you experienced some some bugs with the hotkeys Right. Yeah, there was there was times I was clicking the hotkeys and like it just wouldn't wouldn't work. Um, it, it, the, like the hotkeys, um, I think the loop points was also something like the loop points worked, mm -hmm. but I think we kind of experienced some weird stuff with like uh, recording. Like if you set a loop point and record something, it doesn't loop record. Um, it'll play right through the end of your loop. And then I, you have to stop it and go back. Did you figure out something for that? Yeah, yeah. I don't mean to interrupt, but um, there, that is confirmed that that is not a feature. Loop recording oh. is not a feature. I, okay. I was reading in the forums and they were talking about it. Neither is well, overdub. So there you. Ha it's it's still a problem in my eyes. Damn it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is a problem. <laughs> You're right. That's one of those but things, yeah. man. Like that's why we're trying to do this so that yep. you guys. Can, it's free, so just fucking download it. You know, yep. start using it, you know, and then they'll be able to fix it. Like that's that's what I'm trying to. That's my goal here. You know. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely, it would be nice to to get you know on it enough and get enough users you know the interesting thing was is that like i think every time i've logged into it it kind of takes you into that uh like landing page for the software that has um you know like the chat room where you can see who all is logged in mm -hmm. and i think every time i've gone in there there's probably been between like 20 and 30 people logged in easily at, at, yeah at one time so i mean there's definitely i mean that's obviously you know you're talking 20 30 people for a piece of software 
you know, it's not, I don't think, a huge number. If you were to take it in comparison and if you had, like, Pro Tools online in a chat room, I'm sure you would see way more people logged into, like, a Pro Tools or a Logic. But, like, there's still, I think, enough usage there that I, I think you're right. Like, the developers are kind of, like, they've taken a little bit of a backseat on it and kind of just put it in cruise control and are, like, see where it goes. And I think that's where us, the users, being me and you and everybody who listens to this podcast, uh, you know, could maybe give this thing a revival and then start getting features added to it to make it, you know, give it the things that we want. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, like I said, it's totally usable. I mean, it's not like it's not like you won't be able to use this thing. Um, I was like I like I said, I was on the forums and I was reading like some of the bugs that other people were experiencing and they all seem pretty consistent with what we were experiencing. Um, uh, it's especially um, you you experienced something that I thought was really odd. Uh, the music is still playing after you like closed all the way out. It was possessed. It's really weird. Yeah, I, I hate when that happens. And yeah, like I I couldn't I couldn't stop the session that we were in um i quit the session but the audio was still going and like i don't even know like i don't know enough about software development shit but i don't even know how that's possible like how you can quit a program and not and still have it playing sound (laughs) like that doesn't make sense right yeah i i I was like but you closed all the way out right oh yeah yeah I actually force quit it because at the time it was like it wasn't responding to anything. It was just playing. It was just playing the tune we were working on. Yeah. Wouldn't respond to anything. So I, I force quit it and still had music going. And then when I reopened the software, it was still playing, and I had to force quit again. And then it finally stopped playing. So hmm. um, yeah, that was a really that was definitely one of those really strange bugs. But again, like the the common theme with with this thing is man command q or you know command option escape and force quit and and usually that alleviates any problems that you're having and because it's saved real time you know you're you're not in too much danger of losing anything i at least i haven't experienced anything where we've lost anything but that's also been because we were live collaborating on stuff so it was i guess still open probably on your end it might have been yeah for sure i I'm sure that had something to do with it, but um, yeah, I mean that's I'm, that's that's the best part of it is collaborating. I was gonna say, and that that brings up a great point. Like, I don't know if I would ever use this doll like by itself. You know, no, like right. I, that would kind of <laughs> like I I would probably like go into something that I was working on somebody with by myself and like fuck with it. But I don't know if I would like this. This is definitely not a main doll. This is no. like something where, you know, you want to work with your homie, but you're not trying to like go to his studio or you live far away, like in our case. Or, or, he, or he lives in Atlanta and you live in Sacramento. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what this is for. Um, and it's so that we can work with all of you guys too. like trust. Like this is not just this isn't going to be a show where it's just like me and Dustin and you guys will never have an opportunity to ever, you know, make peace with us or contribute to the show somehow. You know, um, that's one thing, too, that I, I've kind of that I wanted to to do by doing this YouTube show in this way is kind of get people not even get people, but even myself, like out of the habit of just watching tutorials, because right. you could watch a tutorial a thousand times. But if you're not actively, you know, doing what the tutorial is teaching you, 
and you have no way of like kind of recreating that that or no easy way of recreating that environment in which the tutorial is given or like actually executing right exactly your your skills are never you're not going to get good fast it's going to take you forever you know it's a yeah. distraction almost um this show is not going to be that uh it's going to be something where we want you guys to be involved uh we'll make the stems available um you know we'll make the we'll make some sessions, sessions open public yeah, yeah exactly. exactly or we'll we'll invite you at, at the very least you know we'll yeah. we're still kind of working out the fine tuning of that but yeah that this is what that that's why the software is so powerful and why I'd, like i can't recommend enough to just go out and grab it like it's a, it's no risk to you it's a free yeah. piece of software if it doesn't work then you know like it's not it, it's not going to hurt you in any way nope you just download it and then if you don't like it you just delete it right exactly so um i think we hit all the bugs that we really wanted to talk there is the one where the mouse disappears um yeah i don't i haven't really experienced that but i know that you did yeah that happened to me a couple of times and um i forget what i i can't remember if i did a command tab on that one to switch to a different window and then switch back which i think brought it back you did yeah i don't think that one actually required me quitting out of the software entirely so that was a pretty pretty simple fix yeah yeah man so um ohm software we did want to go over some tips as well uh i figured like we'll just kind of go over how we work and it it's not it's really not that difficult it is a process though that isn't common to like a regular dog but uh so i mean like really it kind of is though um we basically work in ohm studio by importing the audio like bouncing out our, our MIDI tracks if we don't have the same VST. Yep. So like if I have, let's say your buddy has Serum and you don't, you won't be able to hear what he's playing until he either one freezes the track or he bounces it out into an audio region. And yep. you won't be able to manipulate the region unless he bounces it out into an audio region. By just freezing the track, you can't move the audio around. Right. You can only have the other person hear it. So the freeze basically does like a kind of a, a bounce in place without actually bouncing it in place, I guess. Right. For lack of a better term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's basically a bounce in place, like for real. Like it's yep. really bounced in place. Um, yep. So, yeah. So the way we do that, it's really simple. There's, there's like easy key commands to uh, export and import. I believe the key command to export is like, command alt e i want to say or something yeah, like that that. About, that sounds about right yeah yeah command alt e and then to import which is what you'll do after you export the the region uh that you want um yep is command i just like normal for basically every DAW. so uh it'll say it'll tell you where it's saving to just be sure that you're saving it to somewhere that you'll remember uh and then you could just really literally drag and drop the the region into your project from your yeah. desktop which i think what is i found amazing. what yeah what i found was easiest the last time too was with with my drums was pulling up machine as a vst within um studio and doing the drag and drop from machine that worked really well um as well and and i know there's probably like i don't i'm sh- i don't does the mpc studio software have a a drag and drop feature for audio oh yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. See, so that's a, that's a good way to do it too. Um, I haven't done the export too much. Um, I know, though, I think something we want to touch on, too, is that um, the, the audio gets exported as what? What was it? An o, OGG file? Yeah, it's an OGG file. It's a lossless format, yeah. kind of like yeah. FLAC. Um, it was yeah. it was slated as, like, the new shit because it, it, it is. It's super compact as far as, like, file size goes. It's not big at all, but it, it's lossless, so... Yeah, yeah, which is dope. And then, um, if you want to actually do like twenty-four bit audio, what you have to do the pay option, and there's yeah. two pay options for either thirty-five dollars or ninety dollars, if you want to do twenty-four bit. And I think that comes with Wave Export as well, too. So. Oh, does it? Um, I, I think so. I think that was what it said. I would have to look again at the website, but I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, like the the key the key commands and like the functions of this are pretty simple. Um, if you've ever used Reason, like the shortcut keys for all of the uh, like the scissor tool and the pointer tool and the um, I'm blanking on what the other ones are there, but it's just like the one through five keys on the number strip. Um, yeah, like super easy to change. Um, for me, I I know you listed here like the command control shift mouse wheel for the. Uh, the vertical and horizontal zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an old school four way Mac mouse. Mm. Um, I only have to do command option. I think to was it command option or command shift? Shit, I can't remember right now. It's one of those. Mm-hmm. And then I can and I can scroll scroll and it moves in four directions for me. Oh, nice. So, That's yeah. dope. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If, I, if you're old school like me. <laughs> yeah. Was that the magic mouse? Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's yeah. The, Actually, you know what? It may be the one like bef- it's got the little gray like trackball in the oh, middle uh, of it. Yeah, this yeah. one may actually be before. This That's... may be like pre Magic Mouse. Wow, <laughs> I, I, or it's the OG Magic Mouse because it's still like one button. It's yeah, still one yeah, button. yeah. That's that's uh that's the OG. I got- I got this one with my G4, and uh, yeah, I've just never really Dang, given it up. It's G4. a it's a corded, or, yeah, it's, it's a it's a corded mouse. So like, I dig it because I hate changing fucking batteries mm. and mouses and video game controllers and everything else. Man, and, battery all, battery life on wireless mice has uh, really come a long way, bro. Yeah, you I might, might, I might have to out. look <laughs> if I can find the four way directional one because that's the other thing that hung mm. me up too, man. When I first started working in Pro Tools, and I was on a on a PC, like I I couldn't figure out the horizontal zoom for shit. Like it would only zoom vertical for me. Oh wow! Uh, I don't know, and I might have been doing. I mean, I may you know you've always been the G on the uh, the the key commands. I, I wasn't always that great with key commands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't. I I haven't really. No, I record in Pro Tools like a lot, but I just I I got off of Pro Tools for a long time. I feel like I'm yeah. I'm in an AA meeting right now. I, I was <laughs> I, I was off of Pro Tools for for a minute, and I got in the logic that program for fucking Pro Tools. <laughs> yeah, I was a Pro Tools user for yeah. about five years, and uh, no, um, and I I got into logic and logic it just makes it like zooming so much more intuitive and, and easier out I, I just completely forgot how to like zoom uh vertically in pro tools i know that's it's weird because they they do it through like track sizes as opposed yeah. to actual like just freeform zoom like they yeah. do horizontally um but i know that there is a way i'm sure that you know you could look it up so but anyway um yeah as far as as far as like other tips go like there's the that's the nice thing about it like it's so easy to use 
Like yeah. I, I have to say that it is one of the more intuitive DAWs that I've ever used. Like yeah. I, and that's not, I'm not like just bloviating all over this piece of software because you know, I'm looking for some sort of weird handout or anything. It's like literally you can open that shit right now. And if you have any experience in any sort of DAW, you're going to be very familiar and yep. you know, and it'll work in real time with your homie. That's not anywhere close to you, which but, is crazy. Yeah, and, and you don't even, you won't even be looking for like a bunch of extra stuff. There may be some things at first that you're like, Oh, what about this? What about this? Where's this? And you're going to quickly realize that, Oh, well it just, it doesn't even have that shit. So, but like, don't I don't even it. really need yeah, that shit. Really um, if I, I just need to create, fucking tunes at this point and that was i mean that was what we were able to do super simply like that was that was kind of the beauty behind it it was like get in create and there you have it like you you had created something instantly almost and and you were live collaborating with someone as well i mean like it uses your own setup so like the way it works once you once you boot it or once you install it it'll read all of the vsts that you have and it'll yep. offer VSTs that, you know, ohm cells, like other sort of soft synths or I don't know if they have, they, they do have effects plugins as well um, yep. that you also get with the paid versions. Um, you get some of those. So yeah. that's another reason to kind of maybe put your money into, into ohm. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, like, it's just, it's just so nice to be able to use your own setup basically and just work in this DAW with you know, with a, a collaborator and not yeah. have to send files back and forth, you know, yeah. and you eat up your Dropbox storage, storage <laughs> space. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's yeah. the, that's really, I'd have to say the main thing about, about Ohm, which, uh, I mean, you guys are and, gonna get to see a lot of it. So, yeah. And moral of the story is go out and fucking download it so that we can all collaborate. Cause, uh, that, that would be awesome. It's, it's always fun live collaborating with somebody. Yeah. Please collaborate. Well, I'll definitely leave a link to the install, um, to the install in the show notes on SoundCloud. I'll probably make a post to, um, on, uh, on Instagram. Um, yep. so, and Facebook, I haven't, I have just been completely ignoring our Facebook page. I'm sorry if anybody, follows us on facebook yeah sorry sorry to anybody that's on facebook right now because with all the political nonsense going on facebook's kind of a fucking cesspool right now it seems like it's tough man i just feel on 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 a totally side note (laughs) face donald trump has ruined facebook among other things yeah (laughs) it's trump's fault it's trump's fault we need to make facebook we need to make facebook great again we (laughs) make facebook great again impeach trump yeah uh i don't know what else i was gonna say about this but you should be expecting a tutorial from us in ohm um sort of as like sort of our first kind of episode i don't know if we'll get into too much of what we're gonna do um we basically i i think it'd be a good idea to just uh have a video that basically shows you how to how we use ohm you know yep and uh to get you on your feet get you started so you won't feel so totally lost when when you start watching the videos which you won't in in either way honestly i don't think you it's really not going to take a rocket scientist to figure out what we're doing um yeah man i i just think that uh that ohm studio uh it's really slept on bro like if you're so too it's it's 
it's kind of amazing to me that there's not more users in it at this point with with how easy and how well it works yeah and i mean like like we said there are bugs we let you know right like right off the bat there's bugs so yeah you know but it is free so what the fuck like mm-hmm. you know what do you want <laughs> you don't have to pay for it you can pay for a version of it if you want yeah. you get some cool shit like you get some uh, you know some um force plugins and shit like that and um aside and um there was a handful like the eight or ten plugins Mini Monster, extra, which is really good yeah eight, eight or ten extra plugins that you get with it so um like yeah i mean if, if you want to drop the coin on it it's definitely there but that's kind of the beauty of it is you you don't have to like it's 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 free legit free you get most of the features um like i said outside of like 24-bit audio which for making music is not mm. a huge necessity i don't think yeah i mean in all honesty like if anything that we make on the audio files ever like feels good enough to release well we'll probably release a lot of it i'm putting yeah. it in logic you know like that's the ohm is more right. of just like the the breeding ground for ideas other than like i'm trying to mix and do everything in there i'm not I'm not yeah, trying to do all that no it definitely seemed like that would be a little tedious because there, the there was definitely is not good yeah the the routing seemed a little sketchy <laughs> yeah that that is one thing that i will say is the the routing like sending i guess isn't all that tough but i mean it just like it it has like some weird modular view to kind of like kind of like reason does um to handle the ins and outs of the different plugins yeah um you know we'll get into it though we're gonna do a tutorial sort of like overview of ohm uh, we're not going to do like an install video or anything like that. If you can't install Ohm, then you shouldn't be watching the show. I'm mean, going to just keep it real with you. <laughs> like we're we're going to go way faster than that. So, um, yeah, once you install it and have it all set up, uh, definitely check out our page because we're going to do an, a nice little overview, give you some That's tips. Nice. I know we kind of gave you the audio version of the overview, but it'll make a lot more sense once you see it in action. Yep. You know, um, so... I think that's going to be it. That's going to be the last one, man. How's it yep. feel? Signing off, man. It feels good. Yeah. On to the next phase. Phase two of the, the audio files coming soon. Audio files 2.0, bitch. Get on the train right. now. Don't <laughs> don't sleep. Don't, don't sleep, sleep on it. Nope. You want to know you want to know what it was before it was cool, man. So That's right. Yeah. Episode 23 going out on top. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> We're out. Peace.